welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider Podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, uh, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel talking to you from very snowy Buffalo, New York. We just had about two feet of snow and we're the lucky ones because they got about six and a half feet, about a 15, 20 minute drive south of me. So yeah, I'm counting my blessings and snowed in anyway. Um, So I want to give you a bit of an update on some things that are happening um, on my Podia platform. I'll be releasing my um, video point locator for motor points. It is, it's not completely comprehensive yet. um, But if people have it as a course on Podia, it's not only evergreen, but it will continue to grow and improve as I shoot new videos. Because now that I'm going to release this, I feel highly motivated to um, replace some of the videos where maybe there was something sound in the background or replace some of them because they were from live seminars and I would prefer to shoot them with my GoPro camera in a quiet setting. Um, But I think people are going to love this um, point locator even as it is, um, I'm just like, I'm getting really perfectionist about it and saying, Oh, I really wish I would do this. But, um, it's, it's almost a hundred videos. It's covering at least a hundred, um, motor points for the most used, um, motor points that, that we have. Uh, it's really the stuff that I do all the time. So, and it covers everything from like, um, temporalis and masseter, suboccipitals, neck muscles, shoulder girdle, um, scapular stabilizers, low back muscles, um, psoas, uh, quads, hamstrings, calves, foot muscles, um, wrist, arm, elbow. It's, It's very comprehensive. And yet, I'm telling you that I'm going to add more. Um, I'm going to have a whole section for nerve trunk stimulation with electric stim. I'm going to have um, more of the intrinsic hand muscles, more of the intrinsic foot muscles. I've got some of them already in there, but I want to, I just want to keep adding. If there's a, if there's a muscle that we can reach with a needle, I eventually want want to have it in this uh, point locator, but it's really, I think it's going to be a great tool for people who are new to motor point um, treatments because it's it's basically what I wish that I had um, you know when I was starting with motor points I had to read things out of a book and um, and I still I mean I still rely heavily on my um, Peroto handbook which is just like brilliant um, but there's there's just no comparison when somebody especially an acupuncturist 
talking to another acupuncturist and showing them how to use a motor point in their acupuncture treatment there's just no comparison and you get you get you know the video angle that you need to see it understand it and then a, a lot of these videos i explain a lot more than just how to find the point i talk about some of the best uses best use of stim and which uh, why i'm using 10 hertz this time instead of just one hertz or two hertz and things like that so i hope people love it i think they will um, I think it's it's really the guide that I wish that I had had. And I'm trying to put some of the things in there that even more advanced acupuncturists will appreciate. Um, not only is the psoas motor point in there, the one below the inguinal ligament, but um, some suboccipitals. I have um, two or three of the suboccipitals in there. I'm going to be adding um, the... What is not in there? Obliquus superior needs to be added. But um, but I think people are going to dig it. I, I do. I think it's going to be really good. Um, so that's the Podia thing. And um, when I do release the course, probably this weekend, um, I will be also announcing a uh, Black Friday discount. Um, there will be one discount that goes to the people who are already subscribed on Podia. So you might want to get subscribed on there ASAP. If you hear this on Saturday, um, the 19th, you might want to get subscribed because I'd probably be releasing it by either Sunday or Monday. And that's going to get a, a bigger discount on the motor point course um, to reward people who have um, subscribed for Podia. So that's richardhazel.podia.com. And then I will be announcing a Black Friday discount um, in general on social media that will be site-wide. Um, so all the courses will, will be subject to uh, a, a Black Friday discount. So, um, so look for that. And um, I'm working with someone to organize a weekend in New Jersey, in, I think first, first and second of April. Um, so people have been asking about when are you going to do something in the U.S. And you know, um, I probably mentioned it before. I go where it's warm. If I've been invited somewhere, I'm going to go there. And I tend to get invited abroad more than I do in the states. But someone reached out to me and asked if uh, I would consider doing something in New Jersey, and I said sure. And so we're putting that together, and it's going to be. Um, it's going to be motor points, but we're going to include some trigger points because the, well, you know, the whole, you know how physical therapists are using dry needling, right? So, you know, uh, New Jersey just lost their legal battle to block physical therapists from using dry needling in their practice. So, um, so there is an interest uh, among some acupuncturists to up their game and learn more dry needling techniques. Um, and of course, it's controversial within our profession, but you know, those of us who are more focused on um, getting the best results for our patients and long-lasting results are moving more towards using electric stimulation and dry needling in our practice, um, as opposed to being really focused on some, maintaining some like ancient 
tradition and then not using the best tools for the problem in front of you, which is very often going to be dry needling, by the way. And if you're not using dry needling, you're probably rolling your eyes and you've already clicked over to listen to Joe Rogan or something. But um, those of you who have stayed um, open-minded and have tried know what I'm saying is true. You have your 70 or 80% who respond very, very well to motor points and electric stimulation. And then you have another, you know, 15 to 20% that only felt better for four days. And, you know, maybe in distal acupuncture, that's acceptable, but I'm not looking for patients for life. I'm looking for people to go back to doing the things that they love, including my seniors. I want people up and walking and spending time with their families. And, you know, it's so gratifying to have seniors come back and tell me that they just went hiking in Alaska with their uh, family, their, their, you know, daughter and nieces, and um, that they were there for um, an elbow pain that's been persistent and the knee, the, the chronic daily knee pain that they used to have um, was not even an issue when hiking in Alaska. Um, like that's so gratifying. Um, it's all about quality of life. So, you know, I'm looking for those stories. I'm looking to get people back to a high quality of life and they don't need to see me every week to not be in pain. Because there are a lot of people who, I mean, there, you know, let's let's be real. There are some people who have a condition that really needs weekly treatment just to maintain their quality of life. And you know, thank thank God they have um, acupuncture because then they don't need as many medications. And and they and you know, there are those people who have um, you know um, chronic conditions that actually need acupuncture just to manage like you know multiple sclerosis is a good example um and hopefully they have insurance then that covers their their treatment so that they can just keep coming um once a week and 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 it really can be great for them but what i'm thinking about is the chronic the chronic pain people the chronic back pain people the chronic knee pain people neck pain shoulder pain etc my goal is to get them back to their normal life and to a point where I really am only seeing them maybe once a month, once every two months before they're in pain as a maintenance. Um, and I'm thinking about my seniors, especially. Um, so I want to do corrective things. I don't just want to palliatively help them just like an aspirin or something. I really want to help correct the problem if that can be done. So dry needling absolutely essential those patients that i'm thinking of every one of them all the patients that i'm thinking of that have chronic pain i've had to do some dry needling on including my seniors and i just have to go gently with the seniors and you know really just maybe get only a couple twitches out of a, a trigger point hope to deactivate it and not irritate it and and then you know see how they respond see how long it took for it to feel better etc um, but eventually it has to be done. So we have to just find a way. Um, and so that's the stuff I want to be teaching in April. I am teaching some things like that in Sydney in February as well. 
um, trigger points that are essential for um, head, neck, shoulder, upper extremity sort of things. Um, I personally don't believe you can get really good results for um, really bad migraines um, unless you're willing to do some trigger point work. And I have patients who come in for maintenance so that they don't have headaches anymore, so that they don't have migraines. We stay on top of certain areas. And trigger points, they're, they're, they're much, much better, much less likely to have um, a, a tension headache that would then trigger a migraine. Um, what else? So I, um, so I was going to talk a little bit about some of the patients that I saw this week that I had to treat with, uh, trigger points. Um, I have a senior who had, who really could not abduct her hip at all. Um, she had serious, um, knee pain. Well, she called it knee pain. It's really, it was more like, um, bicep tendon pain. Um, not, not bicep, sorry, biceps femoris tendon pain, like hamstring, um, like back of the knee, right at that biceps femoris tendon, and then some IT band pain, um, and later, so like lateral knee pain for her. And she said, I have to hop because I can't straighten my leg. And so, um, so I treated her hamstring first and she was able to straighten her leg more, but she still had persistent lateral knee pain, like right above the, right at the joint, right above the head of the fibula. So, um, so I palpated, well, I treated her TFL and glute man, of course, because that's like what I do for anyone with an IT band issue and who, and who cannot, um, abduct the hip. Um, but I found the active trigger point right under the IT band, like right along the side of her leg. I, I found the, the um, exquisite pain area that, that reproduced her lateral knee pain. And so I, you know, I told her I need to make this twitch and I, and, and I got a couple good twitches out of it. And then when I pushed on it, it was much less painful. And I said, we're probably gonna come back to this Next time I see you, this is definitely not gone, but my hope is that it's better, you know, and she still felt some soreness, um, but I need, I need to be, I need to not be a perfectionist with my seniors because if I do, it's going to be too much treatment for them. So I have to just kind of say, okay, I did what I can do and I have to accept that she's not going to be pain-free today and I'm going to see her again and we'll get more. And so, um, so anyway, after she dressed and, and um, uh, was able to stand, she said, oh, I'm so happy I can move, I can walk, I can straighten my leg. I said, okay, I know you're not 100% yet, and we're going to work on it next time, um, but I'm glad you're feeling better. That's great, uh, but I know there's more, so don't be frustrated. There's, there's going to be, you're still going to have some pain, and we're still going to have more to work on, but... Then I have one of my seniors who had left shoulder pain, very hard, very painful for him sitting with his arm on an armrest. If, if his arm was, if his shoulder was elevated a bit, he had a lot of anterior shoulder pain, and it was trigger points in the anterior deltoid. And I had to do those trigger points, and um, he thanked me for all the things that I've helped him with um, this last this last session that, that I had this week because I've worked with him on many other things, but this the shoulder pain was new. Um, so I had to do trigger points on his anterior deltoid 
for that. And then I have a patient who's a competitive polo um, player and she was having serious sacral pain and it was trigger points in her piriformis on both sides. And um, just electric stim alone was not gonna, going to relieve that pain. It would, it would make it less, but it wasn't going to get rid of it. So we had to do trigger points on both sides in her piriformis. And then, of course, she was much, much better and had, she had some muscle soreness, but felt much better. Um, and um, trying to think, who else did I do trigger points on? Oh, okay, so I had a um, 70-year-old patient um, new to me, um, multiple issues, but he, he, um, he was in an office building with a marble floor and someone had spilled coffee and he fell and hit his head and got tra a traumatic brain injury and has, um, neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, knee pain. <laughs> and, and, um, and I have like an hour to fix it all go. Um, so I, so I, I said, let's focus on the back pain cause that's, what's waking you up at night. He said, yes, I agree with you. That's, that's a good place to start. So we worked on his psoas. I worked on his glutes. I worked on his low back. And when the needles were out, he still had pain in his right low back. And it was his trigger point right under his surgery scar where they fused his back. Um, and, and I was able to deactivate that QL trigger point. And when he was turning over on the table, I said, now I noticed that you did not wince or make any noise how was that he because your back hurt so bad when you first got on the table he said yeah it didn't hurt and um and he and i know he felt a lot better um even getting dressed he couldn't he was able to put his foot up on his knee to put his sock and shoe on he said i couldn't do that before and um that was because we worked on his uh his glutes and his tfl and glute men um but I just wanted to say, like, you know, I am doing dry needling on seniors and I try to be very conservative about it. I try to get enough twitches to deactivate it, not go crazy and not get perfectionist about it. Um, but dry needling has been essential for me for getting people back to their normal life and not just treating their pain palliatively. Because I know I could use motor points to neuromodulate their pain and that trigger point would probably feel better, but not be gone. It would probably feel better for a few days, but then the pain's gonna come back because it's just neuromodulation when you're using electric stim on something like that. Um, and I wanna get it gone. I wanna I want get it so, he, so he's not you know waking up every two hours and he can actually sleep. And then my treatments are gonna be way more effective for everything else that I do because he'll be sleeping better. Um, and a lot of that was fixing his psoas. I really had to use, I really had to release his psoas on both sides. Um, and, uh, I, I feel like I'm, if not this session, the next session, when we do that again, he's going to be able to sleep through the night without back pain. Um, but I do, I, I you know, I have a, a patient who is about 64. He's in, he's very successful vice president of an important company here in the Buffalo area. And he, he came to me on referral from somebody he knows um, because he had chronic migraines and that had all started about 10 years ago after he had fallen and hit his head. And, um, but he would get, he started having date, like constant nonstop migraines after his first booster shot. And he already had 
migraines from drinking alcohol. So anyway, we found the trigger point in his semispinalis capitis right under the occiput that always triggers his headaches. And, and what made it worse is he has a CPAP machine, and that's where the strap would go. So at night, he'd wake up with migraines. Um, so the, the nonstop headache went away after his first visit, and I treated his traps in his neck. I did electric stim, and I did trigger points in his upper traps, and I did trigger points for that trigger point in the... I did trigger point needling, I'm sorry. I did like dry needling of his upper traps. I did dry needling of his semispinalis capitis right under the occiput, um, probably irritating the occipital nerves. Um, so, so once, you know, those were um, deactivated, his, his, his migraine stopped. And then I saw him the next week for a follow-up and he had not had a migraine. And I just did a bit more. And it, I probably did book him the next week just in case. And then once once he was feeling better, we, we figured out his maintenance schedules about sometimes every two weeks, sometimes every four weeks. It just depends. Um, but if he can't have a cocktail without a headache, he's coming in to see me. He, he A lot of his business relies on networking and going out um, for drinks and things like that. So um, so he's doing great. But I without dry needling, I can't help him. He's he would still be having headaches, I think. Um, maybe not constant, but he would still be having a lot of headaches. Um, so, um, who else did I see that I had to do trigger points on? Um, the the woman who had been hiking in Alaska, I had to do a couple trigger points on her for her flexi flexor carpial naris because of she has golfer's elbow. And they did a cortisone injection, did nothing. She's a retired nurse, so we could talk complete wonky as wonky as we want. And I was saying, you know, I, I don't think I don't think you have a tendonitis. I think it's a tendinopathy. I think it's just short muscles. I really don't she said, I totally agree. The anti inflammatory did zero. So it can't be a tendonitis. And so I did a little, you know, a little bit of dry needling on flexocarpial naris and she felt a huge relief um and i think that's the way to go for for her is just to find anything that's still pulling on that medial epicondyle but um i did some muscle testing i was able to see that it was mostly flexor carpial nervous that would reproduce her pain um what else can i tell you so all right so i just want to put it out there um it's time it's time for our profession to open up to the term dry needling, open up to the concept, recognize that with or without a reference in one of the Chinese classics, it is valid and legitimate and uh, also expounded upon in Western medicine. And it's okay. And it's okay whether the Chinese knew about it or not, it's okay for us to do it. It's still acupuncture because what is acupuncture but acu meaning a needle and puncture meaning it's going past the skin. So it's acupuncture. It We don't need a Chinese classic reference for it to be validated as acupuncture because actually, if you think about it, they think that the earliest needles that they have found, um, going back to some time in the BC territory, were used for, they think, 
lancing things like a swollen ankle and then bleeding it or maybe some sort of blister or pustule or lipoma or sebaceous cyst they would take a needle and they would stick it in there and then they would squeeze out the goo or squeeze out the blood that was probably the earliest form of acupuncture they think and if that's the case then you know people have been using needles to stick you know into people for a long long time and they didn't need a tcm diagnosis to do that they they saw that it was full of pus and they wanted the pus to come out and they stuck a needle in it or they saw that the ankle was really swollen and they stuck a needle in it and then the blood came out and then it went down and the person felt much better so you know we don't need it to be validated in chinese we can stick needles into trigger points and make them twitch and release them and and not care who did it first i personally don't care who did it first i'm just happy that we can do it and i saw some pt on someone sent me a video of someone on pt who was totally trolling acupuncturists by saying stop stabbing people you know acupuncture is a placebo dry needling is a placebo stop stabbing people <laughs> and uh it uh it, yes it, it got me angry but but i just have to laugh because um those of us who actually treat patients we know it's not a placebo okay um if placebos were going to work on the people that i see all of the you know, medical experts and interventions that these people have had would have had the placebo effect, I believe. You know, when they got that cortisone injection, when they got the that epidural, the nerve ablation, the scoped out, you know, joint uh, surgery, the, I'm trying to think all the things people go through, you know, those would have had a much better placebo effect than what i'm doing i believe um i don't think they they come to me after trying many 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 things that did not work and are really susceptible to a placebo effect in fact they're probably very skeptical because nothing has worked especially what their most trusted medical advisors have suggested that did not work so I just, I have to laugh because the, and the thing is, is like, if I don't do it, if I don't do something right, they don't get better. If it was, if it was placebo, I could, I could like miss something and they'd still get better, but it doesn't work like that. Like I'll treat somebody and they'll be like, nah, it still hurts. <laughs> and then I have to figure out what did I miss? Like there's something else going on here. They're not just getting up and going, oh, it's a miracle. I love it. That's not how it happens. If you don't get it right, they don't get better. And those of us who who treat chronic pain and mobility issues, especially in the most difficult population, which is the over 60 and over 70 and over 80 crowd, those of us who actually treat patients for a living and treat patients who are in pain for a living, like that's all I do. I'm not treating any allergies. I'm not... I'm not helping anybody with fertility. I'm not helping 
You know, I'm I'm not helping insomnia. I'm not working on digestive issues. I'm working on pain. And I get the tough people that nothing else helped. So when I get them better, I know why they're better. And very often it's going to be a functional movement issue, muscle imbalances, and very likely trigger points, especially if it's a chronic pain issue. People don't come in with chronic pain for something that you can fix really easily with just a little electric stim. Very rarely, I will say. Sometimes, but most of the time, there's some sort of myofascial restriction that needs some attention with a needle. Going to be trigger point dry needling. And you, I mean, people could call it whatever they want, but let's, I mean, that's what I'm calling it. And and that's what they're searching for when they find me. They're online looking for dry needling. And I don't know how many people I get who found me because they were Googling and they wanted dry needling. But if our profession isn't going to open up to that, how long will the state of New York, for instance, keep physical therapists from using dry needling? Because it's probably coming. The day will come when the state of New York will finally say, you know what, if you're properly trained, go for it. Physical therapists will be able to do dry needling. And then when people Google for dry needling, I'm then competing for within my area with many, many more people. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of physical therapists out there who refer people to me. I'm sure they will be looking for dry needling training as soon as it is possible because they know it works. They know that their patients come back to them and are amazed at how much better they are. And they're, and they're doing, you know, I mean, it's just over and over and over. Okay. Um, if it were placebo that you wouldn't see mobility changes, I'm sorry, you just wouldn't. Um, and you, you know, the pain would come back if it was just placebo. And like I said, if it was just placebo, you wouldn't get the random person who said, no, nope, it still hurts. <laughs> and then you get them better because you figured it out. And then they're, then they felt, then they honestly tell you, yes, I feel better. You know, those people are not susceptible to the placebo effect. And by the way, you know, dogs get acupuncture and they do better. You see hip dysplasia being helped by acupuncture on dogs all the time. And I, that's not placebo effect. Sorry. It's just not. Um, all right. So I've rambled. Um, but I wanted to put it out there that I will be treat, teaching more dry needling going forward. I believe our profession needs it. I, I, it, I believe it needs to be taught in a live course, hands-on three dimensions, you know, it's all about palpation for trigger points because it's not just about finding ropey bands. It's about finding the right ropey bands that are reproducing their pain. And you got to do that in person. And, you know, um, it's to be safe. You really want to see the angle in person. I could do something on a video. And even when I look at a video of myself, the angles don't look the same. They just don't. Um, I am using my GoPro more often though. Hopefully you guys are going to like GoPro videos because it's just like, it's just like it's you, but with my hands, <laughs> you're looking straight down at the person. You're looking straight ahead at the, uh, the needle and two hands. It's just like when you're doing it. I, I love the GoPro for acupuncture videos. 
and I, I've got, uh, I did create several of them for this uh, motor point location guide that's coming out. Um, okay, so sign up on Podia if you want to be able to get the bigger discount code for the motor point course. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, everyone else will be getting the um, Black Friday code. And, and by the way, um, the Black Friday code that's for everybody else will also be available to people on Podia. Um, but it'll, it'll apply to all the courses as opposed to the bigger discount that's for just the motor point course. Okay. So, and then I'm going to put out a head neck, um, course very soon. I have the videos lined up. I just need to see if I need to add something to the lecture that I have recorded. Um, and then, then I'll be putting that out. Um, and like I said, I'll be adding more and more to the motor point course that will always become available to people who already have the course. It's going to be, I think it's gonna be great. I, I'm very excited about it. So, um, okay. So that's it. Um, I, oh, next week is Thanksgiving. So have a great Thanksgiving and I will uh, talk to you soon.